And on this episode of Where There's a Will, There's a Way podcast, Claire is back to bust some more common myths, this time on inheritance tax. Uh, Claire, always lovely to chat with you. Um, Here we go again with the myths. This is quite a popular and important uh, topic to cover, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Really important topic. I mean, nobody likes talking about inheritance tax, but it is something that's really important and can be really complex. So I think this is going to be a really, really helpful podcast for everyone out there. All right, then. Well, let's uh, let's not leave people waiting. Let's get straight to it. Um, we've got 10 common myths here. So the first one asks or says, I can avoid inheritance tax by giving all my money away and my beneficiaries won't need to pay inheritance tax. Oh, if only it was that simple, then no one would <laughs> ever pay inheritance tax, would they? <laughs> In actual fact, if you if you make a gift to, to somebody, then whilst there's no immediate tax charge, if you die within seven years, inheritance tax may still be payable on that gift, depending how much it was. So if you give away more than £325,000, in the seven years before your death, then anybody who has received a gift from you may have to pay tax on it. Now, if tax is due, then gifts made within the three years before your death are taxed at the full rate of 40%. Any gifts given three to seven years before you die are taxed based on a principle known as taper relief. So for each tax year, the rate of tax reduces by 8%. So if you die within three to four years, the tax rate is 32% four to five years is 24%, etc, cetera, etc, cetera, until you get to seven years when it falls out of your estate. Right, okay, I'm following, I'm following so far, Claire. Um, <laughs> so let's go on to myth, uh, myth number two. If I transfer my home to my children's names, I will save inheritance tax if I survive for seven years. Yes, so this is actually something I've been in discussions with some clients with this week. So um, unfortunately, it isn't necessarily the case. So in terms of inheritance tax, there is a rule which is called a gift with reservation of benefit. So that means if you make a gift, such as a gift of property, even if there's no change in money changing hands, so even if you're transferring the home to your children, nobody's actually passing any money or anything like that still considered a gift at the market value of the the property Um, so if you if you're still living in that property you are still retaining a benefit then it will still be included in your estate for inheritance tax so the only way to avoid that gift with reservation of benefit is to pay the rent at the market value in which case it's not going to be considered a gift with reservation but this is this is a very complex area, so you really yes. shouldn't be transferring your home to your children's name without proper advice. You know, there are other further implications as well. Even if you do survive for those seven years and it, you know, may fall out of the gift of reservation of benefit rules, there are going to be further implications. You know, if your children um, goes through a divorce or they're made bankrupt, your home's going to be vulnerable. Okay, gosh, yeah, it can be quite a minefield by the sounds of it, Claire. Um, Lots of jargon there as well. (laughs) So it's good we've got you on the the podcast to cover these myths. Um, So let's move on then. Uh, If I put my house in trust, I won't have to pay inheritance tax and can also avoid care fees. Yeah, another another popular one. So again, something that we've been discussing uh, this week as well. So a very complex area. So in terms of care fees, you cannot deliberately look to avoid care fees by giving away your property or 
putting a house in trust. You know, this is known as deprivation of assets and the local authority are, are very hot on these sorts of things. Um, in terms of putting your home in trust, um, there are long-term implications of that. So trusts are subject to their own tax regime and most trusts fall under what's called the relevant property regime, which means that there is an immediate tax charge of 20% when you transfer property into a trust if the value exceeds the nil rate band of 325,000. There's also 10 yearly charges, which the rate varies, but generally it's up to sort of a maximum of 6%. And there are further charges when the trust ends or some or part of the capital passes outside of the trust. Um, and as we mentioned before, it's, it's, it's considered a gift. So it's subject to the seven year survivorship rule. So if you die within seven years of transferring the property into trust, then the full 40% tax mate may apply um, and similarly the gift with reservation of benefit if you're still living in the property and things like that so it's very complicated very complex and really does require professional advice before you do anything yeah I don't think I would want to handle all that on my own claim. No, so yeah get, just, seeking that advice is important yeah I mean those are the two big ones the two big ones is if I put my people want to protect their house from inheritance tax and care fees and unfortunately it's not that simple Um, so always seek professional advice and even if you do get advice to transfer the property or to put it into trust always always tread with caution. Okay then Um, so let's move on to myth number four then I can give uh, I can only give away £3,000 a year without having to pay inheritance tax. Yeah, so the £3,000 a year is um, known as the annual exemption. So, um, I mean, you're allowed to give away as much as you like, but only £3,000 a year will be covered by the annual exemption. So this is basically a gift to anyone that that you can make. You can give away £3,000 and it's not going to be subject to inheritance tax. Um, You can carry this exemption forward for one tax year as well. So if you don't use that exemption in one tax year, you can carry it forward to the next year and essentially doubles up to £6,000. Otherwise, as as we mentioned before, you can give whatever you like, but it's going to use up the tax-free allowance. So the nil rate band is is the name for the tax-free allowance. So if you're giving away more than 325,000 in the seven years before your death, then inheritance tax may be due. Um, There are some other small exemptions as well, such as uh, there's a small gift exemption where you can give gifts of £250 or less. You can make gifts for for people who, for weddings or civil partnerships. Um, And there's another exemption called regular gifts or payments that form part of your normal expenditure um, and is out of income. So there are other um, gift exemptions and something that that you can discuss with an estate planner that they can give you some more guidance on. Right. Okay. Um, brilliant. And then halfway through already, Claire, um, and this, you know, the fifth myth is quite interesting and, and probably a popular one. I'm sure you'll agree. I don't need a will as my partner will inherit everything free of inheritance tax. Yes, this is what everyone thinks, isn't it? <laughs> so um, we've mentioned in a couple of other podcasts and articles. So under yeah. the rules of intestacy, married couples and civil partners who die without having children, yes, they will receive the entire estate of their deceased spouse or civil partner. And yes, it will be free of tax. But if you have children, then the spouse or civil partner will only inherit the first 270000 any personal possessions. 
and then the remainder is split 50% to the spouse and 50% to the children. So it doesn't all go to the surviving spouse. And again, this only applies if people are married or in a civil partnership. So if you're not married or in a civil partnership, then you will not inherit under the rules of intestacy and you will not qualify for the spousal exemption. So inheritance tax may be due. Okay, so that is something to just bear in mind. Yes. Um, Okay, myth number six then. I can pass on £1 million free of tax. Okay, yes. So (laughs) this one is where it gets um, a little bit complicated. So potentially you can get up to a million pound free of tax. So let me explain how that breaks down. So each individual, regardless of their circumstances, is entitled to a tax-free allowance of £325,000. This is known as the nil rate band. Anything above that is generally taxed at a rate of 40%. However, if you are married or in a civil partnership, anything you leave to your spouse or civil partner is free from inheritance tax, regardless of the value, and provided the recipient spouse is something which is called UK domicile, which is another complex area, so I'm not going to go into massive detail. (laughs) Um, In addition to this exemption, so the spousal exemption, any any unused allowance of the first partner can subsequently be transferred to the surviving partner's estate. So it effectively doubles up the tax free allowance for married couples and civil partners to £650,000. Now, as well as the nil rate band, there is an additional allowance which was introduced in 2017, which is known as the residence nil rate band. So this can provide an additional tax free allowance of up to £175,000. However, unlike the nil rate band, there are certain qualifying criteria. So in general terms, without going into the deep complex areas, in general terms, the residence nil rate band is available if all of the following criteria are satisfied. So you must own a share in a property that you've used as your residence during your ownership. Your interest in the property must be left on death to direct descendants, which does include stepchildren in this scenario. And the value of your estate must be below £2 million. So provided those three criteria are satisfied, the estate can claim up to a maximum of £175,000. As with the nil rate band, this allowance is also transferable between spouses and civil partners. So it basically gives the effect that married couples and civil partners can potentially claim up to a million pound tax free. So that's a combination of two nil rate bands and two residence nil rate bands. But because of the qualifying criteria, not everybody's entitled to that. So if you're not married, if you don't have children, if you don't own a property or if your estate is above £2 million, you're not going to be able to get the full £1 million. So it's really going to depend on your circumstances at the date of your death. So it's not as straightforward as having a million pound tax free. Okay. Wow. You broke that down really well, uh, step by step there. Um, <laughs> I hope that wasn't too complicated. To... <laughs> no, no, that, that was brilliantly um, put. I hope you're okay as well. Um, you might need to take a sip of water after all of that, um, but let's continue anyway. Uh, we'll troop on. Um, so the next myth uh, says assets abroad aren't counted for UK inheritance tax. Yes. So this is where The term that I mentioned previously again comes into play, so the term domicile. So domicile determines your liability for inheritance tax. 
Now, this is a complex area of law again, as with many things we are starting (laughs) to see is the case when it comes to wills. But essentially, if your permanent home is abroad, inheritance tax is generally only paid on your UK assets. However, if you are treated as being domiciled in the UK, then your worldwide estate is subject to inheritance tax. So HMRC is going to treat you as being domiciled in the UK if you have either lived in the UK for 15 out of the preceding 20 years before your death, or if you've had your permanent home in the UK at any time in the last three years of your life. If either of those apply, HMRC will treat you as being domiciled in the UK and you will be liable to inheritance tax on your worldwide assets, not just the assets located in England. Now, your executor may be able to reclaim tax because in some countries there is a double taxation treaty. So if an asset is located abroad and you're having to pay tax in that country and you're also liable to a UK inheritance tax, then your executor may may be able to reclaim some of the tax back, but it depends on the country where the asset's located and what the rules are. So um, it's not as simple as assets being abroad aren't liable to UK inheritance tax. It depends on your domicile status. So again, specific professional advice needs to be sought in terms of that if your permanent home is um, in the UK and you have assets located abroad. Right okay then and I'm guessing this next myth then is is the opposite. I won't have to pay inheritance tax if I move abroad. Yeah so similarly the the domicile rules apply in that scenario as well. So as I mentioned in the last question, so um, HMRC will deem you UK domicile and subject to inheritance tax on your worldwide assets if you lived in the UK for 15 out of the last 20 years or you had your permanent home in the last three years of your life. Um, that may mean that you might not be living in the UK at the date of your death, but if you qualify for any of those criteria, then potentially you will still have to pay inheritance tax on your worldwide assets. And even if you're considered, um, you've moved abroad, if you retain assets in the UK, you will still have to pay inheritance tax on those regardless of your domicile status. Um, So essentially, it means that moving abroad doesn't simply dissolve your liability to inheritance tax. Okay, my goodness, it is quite a minefield, isn't it? So you really need to know what you're doing. Um, So yeah, like we always say, seeking that advice is important. It's not always as simple as people think. No, definitely not. Okay, then. So we're we're nearly through all the myths, Claire. So the next one asks, inheritance tax planning only involves trusts, which is too complicated. Yes, so that's not necessarily the case. I mean, there's so many options when it comes to inheritance tax planning. Um, Some of those may be involving the use of trusts, um, but trusts don't have to be complicated. They can be fairly straightforward. Um, And there are other options as well as trusts. You know, there's lots of available exemptions and reliefs. There can be planning that can take place either within your will or throughout lifetime planning as well, where we can utilise gifting options. Um, But ultimately, that's where professionals like us come into play to assess your estate, to um, assess your inheritance tax liability and to find the best solutions that suit you and your requirements. Now, sometimes that may also involve other professionals such as Um, financial advisors and things like that because sometimes there can be a crossover between lifetime planning and will planning Um, but it doesn't have to be complicated it can be fairly straightforward and as long as we're achieving what you want to achieve then we can find a solution that suits you. Okay brilliant and then lastly on to uh, myth number 10 
my life insurance policy will always pay out free of inheritance tax to my beneficiaries. Yeah, that's not always the case and probably something that's not um, commonly known. So um, quite often when you're arranging a life insurance policy, you will have the question, do you want to put your policy in trust? Now, a lot of people don't really know what that actually means. So when you write a life insurance policy in trust, it means that the proceeds of that policy goes directly to your beneficiaries and not to your legal estate. So it's not going to be subject to inheritance tax. If the policy isn't in trust, then the proceeds may form part of the estate and could be included for assessment for inheritance tax. Um, so if ever you're, you're going through the process of arranging life insurance, if your advisor or if the online forms mention trusts, um, go for the trust option because that means that it's outside your estate, it's going to pay out quicker and it's not going to be subject to inheritance tax. Okay, there we go. We got through all the myths, Claire. A, a lot to take yes. in there, isn't there? <laughs> yes, there was a there was a lot of complex information there. I think ultimately there are lots of rules, there are lots of exemptions, there are lots of reliefs. So when it comes to inheritance tax, really the best thing to do is to to seek advice from a professional because they can provide you with the information that's relevant to your particular scenario. So rather than you trawling through um, different bits and pieces that might not be relevant to you and sort of confusing the situation, um, a professional is going to give you sort of a, a roundup of your particular circumstance and how inheritance tax planning might be able to help you. Okay, well, no, this has been really uh, helpful. Hopefully it has uh, to to whoever has been listening to this. Um, And I know we'll uh, speak to you again soon on another episode. Uh, But for now, you take care, Claire. You too. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.